Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. I'm feeling a lot of anxiety today. Are you feeling a lot? Yeah, you've got this big pressure on me. You've got notes to the question I haven't even asked yet. And you're like, well, when you ask me this question, I'm going to say this, this. I don't even know what question I'm supposed to ask. Well, I know what our topic is. So submission and anxiety. And that makes me anxious. So I wanted to make sure I wrote a few things down that I wouldn't forget as I get anxious. So you have some tools or tips or experience with anxiety? Absolutely. So I thought being my submissive, you'd never have any more anxiety. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, I, was just, I just told you when this random sound happened, I was going to do this random thing to you. So maybe that helps with the anxiety. No, that doesn't help either. <laughs> This week on Erotic Awakening, Submission and Anxiety with Slave Bunny, Talking and Talking, and Microscopic Assassins. (laughs) Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Peachy Pumpkin. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards, as well as audible excerpts from our book, Living a Mess. And newly, we are going to be doing questions and answers with our Patreon supporters. That's right. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Though we did already say that. I know. It was kind of out of order, and it feels weird. (laughs) It it does feel a little bit weird. We're mixing up the way that we do the old podcast a little bit. um, After 11 years, well, after so many years, we usually end up changing it. Every couple of years, uh, we'll get our... our Creativity, uh, creativity going and flip it around. And we've a only bit. had people complain about one change we've made over eleven years, doo, or at doo, least doo, doo. exactly <laughs> our own music. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we still remember it. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> um, that's pretty great. That the, the complaint is the thing that sticks out in our head, not the. Oh, I uh, thought it was fun making yes. it. So oh, I thought that so too. was neat. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know if it's the same peachy pumpkin. It might be a different peach or peachy. But someone named Peachy wrote us not too long ago to say they enjoy the podcast, but they also enjoy spanking and biting. Oh, well, that's good to know. That is. I don't know if they're getting any spanking and biting in with the the current state of um, social distancing. (laughs) So, indeed. But spanking and biting, good stuff. Today on the podcast, we will be speaking with the creative director of Kink Weekly, Slave Bunny, who does all kinds of cool stuff, including presenting out there on the West Coast. And we're going to find out about... Submission and anxiety. Oh, I got too anxious. I couldn't say it. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to say it backwards, anxiety and submission. But really, how about uh, anxiety and podcasting? That should be a thing. And we are also going to talk about, man, we got a big list of more. Tentacles. Ugh, where's the. And oh, you do have, you've got, you had food on boobs. Oh, I sure do. Yeah, oh, Chip took nice care of you. Yes, Chip was all over the place. He kind of sent us everything. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, what we got going on today, yeah. other than... Just some random stuff we're going to chit-chat about. Oh, we got this and that, absolutely. So, um, per usual. So how are you? Uh, how, how do you deal in, with this past week of another week of being... You know what? Who gives a fuck? I bought a new motorcycle. That's you what did. people want to know about. Saturday was great. So Saturday we did. We, we went out and got you a new motorcycle. So And it's not new, new. It's new to you. And, yep. um, but, uh, the, you know, we're able to help people out right now. You were looking for a new motorcycle anyway. Someone put one up where they need money to pay their bills. 
and it was exactly what you were looking for. So what Why the hell? Why not pull the trigger? Yep. Why uh, not pull the trigger and go ahead and get it? And you, you'll be able to sell your old one too. 2012 V-Star Tour 950 for those who are dying to know. And it's red. It's awesome. Yep. And it's got the handlebars that I want <laughs> and you don't like them. So we may have to find someone that can just swap out our handlebars. So you can get the, the stock handlebars that you like, which are on mine, and I'll get the beach handlebars no, no, that are I'm, on yours. I'm getting used to them. They're are fine. you getting used to them? Yep. Damn. I've been trying for nine Almost a year now to get my handlebars swapped out. The handlebars are sitting in my office with the cables. I just don't know how to put them on the bike. I, I do know that um, I told Slave Bat that I was buying the motorcycle and mm-hmm. was going out for a ride. And I feel like when I go riding, Slave Bat always says, be careful. But this one felt a little bit different because right now is a really bad time. Well, There's never a good time to be in a motorcycle accident. Right. It's a really bad time to go into the hospital for any reason whatsoever, right? Right. So I think that uh, certainly one of the things that Slave Bat's dealing with is some anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the, for a million reasons related to the the pandemic in general, there's a million reasons to be feeling anxiety around that. But a lot of people have some level of anxiety anyway. Uh, today on the podcast, we are going to speak with Slave Bunny, um, and there we go. Hi, Slave Bunny. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm trying to look on the positive with with everything going on. <laughs> Do you identify as an introvert or an extrovert? Um, throughout my life, I would always say I was an extrovert, um, being in performing arts, and now with my job of as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor, always around people, helping people, always in front of people. But I've gotten to the point where I'm realizing that I'm becoming more of an uh, introvert as I get older and the amount of interaction that I have with people can be a little draining. So I'm kind of switching my view a little bit (laughs) of how I identify. I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of in the middle. I can be a I get really charged on like hanging out with people and great conversation. And then I need to go home and be in my pajamas and read. Yep, right. We call that an ambivert. So, and I know, there we go. yeah, Dan and I are actually introverts and people will look at Dan and go, you're not an introvert. And Dan's just very good on stage. And I find that a lot of introverts actually like being on stage because they're in control of the situation. So hmm. they don't have to interact. That's a really in the audience, yeah. So a, a lot of people that, that you find that are presenters are actually introverts. So it's kind of neat. Hmm. So we were uh, <laughs> we were sharing some uh, back and forth with you about um, hopping on to, and actually I think we ended up doing a little work, a little an interview for you on Kink Weekly. But as we got to know more about you, I said, well, I'd love to hear about some of the stuff that you're involved in on the podcast. Specifically today, we're going to talk about uh, submission and anxiety. And you were saying before we started recording, it is one of the more popular classes that you teach about submission and anxiety. Is that true? Yes. I'm asked to teach it about four or five times a year. Um, It's quite popular. The next time I'll be teaching it will be at our educational event in L.A. at Sanctuary LAX Studios at Rosethorn High, uh, September 19th, which is an all-day educational event. Um, We're going to be focusing on hard skills for this event, and it's high school-themed, so people can dress how they did in high school and 
um, at the dungeon, there's this big knight, and that's the mascot, and we call hard skills PE. <laughs> we have like a class schedule and a yearbook with all the instructors and stuff. So it's really fun. This will be the second one we put on. Um, and I just find that whether you're you identify as dominant or more submissive or just a kingster, everyone has anxiety. Everybody has self doubt. Everybody has something they wrestle with, wrestling with. So even though we're going to be talking about submission and anxiety today. Um, my goal is to just help people in general <laughs> to just live their most fulfilling lives. So that's really what I'm about. Um, yeah. So you are, you self-identify as a slave. So has anxiety, has being in a position of being a slave made your anxiety worse, made it better or not really impacted it one way or the other? It's made it better. My husband is my master and we actually started our power exchange because I was so riddled with anxiety. I asked him to take control of my life. So our power exchange actually was first built on helping me with my recovery with OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. I know that's not everyone's road, but that's how ours came about. And it severely like helped reduce my anxiety in a really positive way. So I found that um, that was a side effect to us building our power exchange. So I was going through PTSD. I did have anxiety. I, I suffered depression and things like that. And we didn't know that this was going to help it going in. That wasn't the goal. You know, the, the goal for us was fantasy land. And this kind of made us both wet and hard. And this is what we wanted to create and, and had that side effect. But I also found that some of my anxiety gets triggered with power exchange. And um, when I mentioned to people that giving up control can trigger it sometimes and having someone else in charge of my safety can trigger it sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if you find someone that you can really trust that is transparent with you, that's part of the healing path. Completely agree. So, completely agree on that. Yeah. So, you know, people are like confused when I say, oh, yeah, power exchange. You know, that's part of my healing path. They're like, what? So so give me some specifics on how that power exchange has helped you with your anxiety. And actually what I want to get to is getting to the point where you're now teaching about submission and anxiety. Sure. Um, so I think the most obvious one um, is anxiety comes from fear of the unknown. A lot of people in their relationships have fear of, am I doing this correctly? Am I, you know, what does so-and-so think of me? And if you're doing power exchange effectively and you are communicating at a really high intimate level, you should know what you expect of each other. And then with protocols and rituals, that just really hammers home, hammers home what is expected. And to me, that was extremely anxiety reducing. You know, we have a contract, we wrote everything out. I loved seeing everything, operationally defining everything, communicating, signing it, making time to communicate our, about our wants and needs. And for me, I always had a lot of anxiety about um, pleasing my partner, being enough for my partner. I have a lot of abandon abandonment issues from past abusive relationships and childhood, you know, childhood family stuff. And it was really soothing to me to know that if I do this, 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 you know, nothing's foolproof, but because we did the communication, there's a contract and protocols and rituals, unless otherwise changed, modified, talked about, I'm going to be pleasing my partner um, for the most part anyway. I mean, again, nothing's foolproof. Um, 
And then also we really use um, classical conditioning. So I don't know if this relates to your experience, Don, but when I get anxious sometimes, my master calls it the bunny blur, and there's no logic or anything that can penetrate my brain. I just, I start spiraling. Mm -hmm. So he would try to soothe me with his words, and it just wouldn't work. So when we were in a calm state, he told me, when I put my hand on your cheek, I want you to say, master loves me and everything's okay. And he slowly took away cues um, to the point where it was ingrained in me that when he put his hand on my cheek, out would come, master loves me and everything okay, everything's okay. And he uses that in times of anxiety when he first starts me, starts seeing me getting really stressed and going into that bunny blur. So classical conditioning has really helped us. Um, also with my OCD, we had an, an OCD calendar that um, would be like a, you know, if uh, it was a calendar and if I resisted a certain number of compulsions, I would, for the month, I would get a reward and we made it really fun with really fun penguin and narwhal stickers. I love penguins and narwhals. And, um, we would see every month how often I was triggered and resisted a compulsion with the stickers. If I gave into a compulsion, I had to do an automatic thought record, which is uh, rooted in cognitive behavioral therapy. And if I got under a certain amount of automatic thought records, and um, above a certain amount of resisting compulsions, I got a reward. And that really helped as well. And you don't have to be in a power exchange for that. It was just part of our power exchange. Um, and just having a master that was really, really supportive of my recovery. And we made a lot of our protocols and rituals around that. And those are just a few off the top of my head, how power exchange really helped me. And also, I think what it comes down to is having a dominant master, mistress, however you want to, whatever you you know, I want to identify that knows when to healthily challenge you and knows when to go into that vanilla space and hold you or give you whatever you need when you are anxious. There were many times that my master, you know, I'm about to go into full panic mode, have a panic attack, and my master will put me into service. And at first I'm like, whoa, I can't handle this right now. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I do the thing he asked me and I find this common myself and I actually empowered myself through putting myself into service. And that really helped with my anxiety as well. And then again, there's other times where we cuddle, we watch a movie and he's not putting me in service. But when you have a dominant that knows when to healthily challenge and when to kind of back off and just go into vanilla space, I find that can be extremely calming as well. So those are just a few things off the top of my head. So, and I absolutely agree with all of that. And it just, it just brings up memories of how Dan's helped me out over the last few, last few years, last 20 years. But um, so yours mm -hmm. is, yours is your master touches your cheek, right? Mine is yeah. Dan will tell me to kneel and mm. he can see me spinning out of control. And all he's got to do is to tell me to kneel. And that makes me take that breath and kneel. And that kind of grounds me. And he doesn't even have to pay attention to me. I can kneel beside him while he's on the laptop or playing a video game or whatever. Mm. But it's just the kneeling and obeying that kind of stops that spiral out of control. Or if he sees me get ready to go into a panic attack, he's done this before, where he's just ordered me outside and mm -hmm. I have to put my feet in the grass. So mm -hmm. I have to take off my shoes hug or hug a tree or something. But but the goal is, is to get me grounded so that I'm in the present and mm -hmm. that's it's very, so, important. yeah. And it's very amazing. And I don't know if anyone else, no one else has ever taken the time to do that. Our power exchange kind of leaves us really connected to where he can really 
read me and that allows him to master me. So mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. I like the whole hand on the cheek thing. Thank you. So if, if someone attended the class, uh, submission and anxiety, are there opportunities for people who don't have a power exchange relationship? What are you, I mean, you did mention one thing, but are there other things that you can take away from that that says, you know what, I'm not in a power exchange relationship. I don't have a master to tell me to be calm. Completely, completely. I talk a lot about meditation, and I give the example of meditating on my collar, but one could meditate on their breath, on a specific activity, such as journaling, drawing, coloring, super meditative. One could meditate on an object, um, a song. Um, that's really really grounding and centering, just like Don was mentioning, feet in the grass, kneeling, anything to just get someone back in the present. Also, um, have you heard of the David Rico book, When the Past is Present? Have either of you heard of that? No, I have not. It's a fabulous read. It took me six months to get through just because it's so heavy, but it's incredible. And it really helps with PTSD, anxiety, and anything kind of related to those topics. Um, it talks about transference. Any any experience with that, or yeah, or I, I used would you to, like me to say the definition? Um, I'm going to want you to say the definition regardless. But I did have a um, somatic therapist, which works with body reactions. Mm-hmm. And Dan was there to watch him to see how Paul worked with me. And Dan's like, oh, I can do that at home. And Paul's like, absolutely not. You know, because then it's going to mm-hmm. transfer, you know, all those feelings that I can work with with Paul because Paul is not my partner. Paul didn't want transferring yeah. over to Dan. So because then I would start seeing Dan yeah. in a different light. So but yes, please go with yeah, the, the definition and, and how you explain it. Sure. Well, I talk a lot, not a lot in the class about transference, but I definitely touch on it. Highly recommend the book. So the transference I'm referring to is when something from the past is present and you can see how it's creating a negative impact on someone's life or a negative cycle in someone's life for, you know, how there's this um, stereotype of some people like dating people like their mom or like their dad or like an ex or anything like that. It's when something's been left unresolved and it's causing you anxiety in the present um, to like, and you might be dating people like your mom because she left when you were five and you're trying to create a different outcome in the present. Um, So the book really dives into a lot, but what I talk about in the class is someone could really get a handle on transference and their anxiety that's produced from past events by doing APRI, A P A P R I and each letter is death. So the A stands for address. So the first step of changing anything is knowing what's wrong and what's going on. So that's where you address your anxiety, how it's affecting you in the present, what from the past is affecting you. Um, The P is process. So this is when you would process the feelings, your behaviors, how it makes you feel, how you're feeling in the present. The R stands for resolve. This would be gaining information, creating a new routine that you want to implement to break old patterns, making mental amends or actual amends with people in your life if it's safe and appropriate for you to do so. And the I stands for integrate. So integrate these healthier routines. Um, And this could be used for people that um, 
you know, are in AA or NA or have, you know, sex addictions or anything. It doesn't just have to be about anxiety, but since we're talking about anxiety, that's the lens we're looking at it, you know, looking through today. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I talk a lot about the importance of confidant support structure, support groups, having a therapist, um, you know, you don't have to be in power exchange to get a handle on your anxiety. My power exchange has really, really, really helped me, but it's definitely not the only way to go. So those are just a few things I talk about in the class that one could do whether they're collared or not. Very cool. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and say, you know what, I think that this would be very valuable for me, but my masteries or my mistress, they're not really... Uh, they're not really hip to all this. How do I get them to start acting in a way to help me with my anxiety and such? I haven't come across that, but if I had, there's many ways one could go. Again, I would say it, I would want to know why their master or mistress or dominant or whatever the honorific is doesn't, hasn't implemented that into power exchange. Um, and you know, cause there could be many reasons, but however, if the dominant just doesn't want that in the power exchange, like doesn't want to handle anxiety reduction slash recovery in the power exchange, I would say it's, you know, a dominant has to want, just like the submissive needs to be committed to getting a handle on their anxiety. If it's going to be in your power exchange, so does the dominant. You know, everyone has to be on board. It's a teamwork effort. Everyone has to be giving their 100%. So if the dominant doesn't want that, I would say the submissive, you know, if they're cool with it not being part of their power exchange, seek out other resources. Like I said, the confidant, the therapist, the support system, do the self-work. I highly recommend a support a support system, though. Um, and if the dominant wants to have that be a part of the power exchange and help their submissive, but they don't know how, I would begin by the submissive and dominant reading um, anxiety, reducing books together and self-help together and learning together. Being a dominant doesn't mean you know everything and anything. I mean, my master, he doesn't have OCD and he doesn't have the PTSD that I do. So I would read a lot of books and present information to him. And even though he was my master, we would completely learn together. And I think that that's an important piece as well, that you're always acting from a teamwork perspective, even if someone is a master and a slave, or even if somebody is, you know, a mistress and a slave or a dominant and a submissive or however you want to call it, you know? You know, I don't know that I could, and this is just my experience, I don't know that I could sure. be in a power exchange relationship where my master did not want to talk about my anxiety or help me with it or at least I mean Dan didn't make me go to a therapist but I was terrified to go so he ordered me to call and make an appointment you know mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to follow through with the appointment that wasn't the command the command was to sure. make the phone call which is sometimes the hardest thing to do right so Yes. I, I think if he, and maybe this is because of my experience with my vanilla husband. My vanilla husband of 14 years knew my past, did not want me to talk about it, did not want me to, you know, have to share it at all. I had to do everything on my own, and I always felt broken. 
So Mm -hmm. having a master that is like, okay, so this really sucks, but here's some things that you could do, or, you know, I don't know the answer to this, so go get a counselor and see what you can do and, you know, try this thing and that thing. That helps me feel like a whole person that just has something I need to work on. Yes, I completely agree with you. I could not be in a 24-7 power exchange if I felt I, I could not be a slave in a 24-7 power exchange without my master having a comprehensive power exchange mm-hmm. and catering to everything that just like I want to give him everything he needs and, and wants. I would have a hard time if he said, no, that anxiety thing you have, that's, that's yours to figure out. I, I have experienced though part-time power exchanges because I'm, um, we're poly and I'm a switch and I have had submissives that we have a part-time power exchange. So I understand part-time power exchange, not diving as deep with one's mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely couldn't be in a 24 seven power exchange. If, if my master said, no, that's yours, you got to figure out the mental health stuff yourself. Or, or if someone judged me for having, you know, PTSD or OCD, or just said, why don't you get over it? I'm like, uh, we can't be in this relationship. Right. <laughs> if right. that's your, if, if that's your perspective. Um, so yeah, so I agree with you, Don, because I I need I need to feel like I'm accepted as a whole person and supported as a whole person. And that's something that's very, very, very important to me. And it sounds like it's important to you as well. Absolutely. So uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. And you may sure. not know the answer to this, <laughs> but where does your master go to get recharged? As the master of a mm-hmm. uh, a slave who has some uh, anxiety, PTSD, and some other challenges it's all well and good to, you know, you get to say slave, kneel, or put your hand on their cheek. But sometimes we need to recharge our batteries as well. What's your master do to recharge his batteries? Well, we actually, like I said, we come from a teamwork perspective. And, you know, we're best friends. We are life partners. We're master slave. You know, we're... We're business partners in a sense of figuring out our finances and all, and owning property and all that kind of stuff, um, such as the house. So we really wear many, many hats for each other. I think a lot of people out there think, oh, as a dominant, you always have to be the domliest dom there ever is. And it's like, there's a time and place for that if it's consensual and right for your relationship. But there's also time where the submissive needs to be the shoulder to cry on for the dominant. And we provide that for each other. He supports me through my stuff. I support him through his stuff. He also um, makes horror movies. So that's like a very big outlet for him. (laughs) And um, we're both super into exercise, super into crafting, super into going for hikes and walks. And sometimes we'll do that together. Sometimes he does that by himself just to recharge. Um, So yeah, um, that, that that would be my... My answer. Very cool. And I was going to say how amazingly similar you and your master and me and Dawn sound. Mm-hmm. In Up until the point where you said he likes to make horror movies. That's the one where we, no, no, I, I play computer games. I don't play horror. I don't make horror movies. But, that, other than that, but otherwise, it is, yeah. otherwise, you know, it's pretty similar. So after we get cool. through all of this uh, COVID stuff, I am sure that people are going to want to start getting more active again. So maybe there, uh, and because I happen to know that you you teach this, you've, you've 
People probably may want to reach out to you to uh, for your fitness for play as we get off of being COVID couch potatoes and get more active. Or if they just want to find out more about Kink Weekly or all the other stuff that you do, how can people get a hold of you? They can spetlife me at slave underscore bunny 992, or they can email me at slavebunny992 at gmail.com. And in my email, there's no spaces. Uh, and feel free to reach out to me about anything, fitness, kink, mental health. Um, I just want to help the community as much as I can. And Dan, you had mentioned that when people begin to be more active, and I wanted to let people know that I am still um, teaching fitness classes via Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, and personal training. And um, right now I'm doing that by donation based. If it's possible for anybody because I, I know everyone's going through a tough time and I want to be there for people. It's not about money for me right now. It's just about helping people, supporting people and just still creating a community best we can during these really strange times. (laughs) Very cool. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So uh, hang out with us for a little bit. If you don't mind, we got a little bit of wrapping up to do and uh, as well as we have to ask you how kinky you are. But, <laughs> but as we talked about before the class started, you don't have to deal with the crappy, flirty questions. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, so, Don, recently you and I had a great conversation with ANK, who reached us via the Patreon. I don't know. I didn't get their names, so I'm not allowed to say who they are. I mean, I did get their names. Did get their names, didn't get but permission. didn't get permission, right? So, uh, but the, Yeah, that was a really great conversation. They're uh, Patreon supporters, so they already had our cards, already had our books, so asked if we would actually chit chat with them for a little bit they wanted to get to know us so, so that's kind of cool on zoom we, we use the zoom which mm-hmm. is this uh i'm sure people know what it is but at this point it's a way to <laughs> it's like skype or any other way that you have virtual meetings online we got to uh have our little webcams going so we got to look at each other and it was a neat way to connect and and we came to realize you know what there's probably a lot of people that would be, find that valuable right now if you want to connect with us a lot of times we say, if we're in your town, let's stop for a cup of coffee. We'd be happy to do that. Um, if you're needing just to chat with us, we have this Zoom account now. So reach out and <laughs> let us know. So indeed. And then um, also we are going to be doing a live book reading of Living a Mess. So for our Patreon supporters, we, we've been trying to do uh, little audible clips of Living a Mess over the last couple of months. And we liked Zoom so much, we decided that we're going to do that. And we'll have a all our Patreon supporters, they got emailed, correct, Dan? So yes. with a poll of which chapter that they want to do. And then this Sunday, which is the 19th, 10, 11, 12, the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to do a Zoom meeting and we'll read the chapter that gets voted the highest and then we'll take questions because it kind of feels weird to us to just do that audible clip and just read the chapter and then there's like no follow-up. So yeah, yeah. this way you guys can ask questions. So the, um, that'll be really neat. Power Exchange and Polyamory is totally crushing it on the polls right now. Is it? Oh, I it bet. It may, may not be there. So yeah. let's um, uh, let's get into this. Uh, oh, yeah? Thousands of questions last time it was all about the butt <laughs> well that's because we're doing it in alphabetical order so anal. oh you know what we are on anal for quite a while still let's knock out some let's, of the... you can skip around if you want are we allowed let's... to do that sure it's our list well someone else's list but we pilfered it <laughs> so, okay 
this is going to be a three pretty interesting ones that I'm going Uh-oh. to do this time around. Okay. So, uh, Slave Bunny, as we talked about earlier, uh, you said that you would be agreeable to talking about one of these things. Um, one, two, or three? Three. <clears throat> oh, my. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's clearing his throat. Um, now, I understand the Erotic Awakening podcast does not judge your kinks. We don't care. Some <laughs> things we dig, some things we don't. Slave Bunny, how do you feel about a little bit of armpit sex? I like a penis in an armpit. That's like, what is it, that what we're talking about? Yeah. A vagina in an armpit? I, you know what? All it says is armpit sex. You, I'm gonna. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no genitalia is in my armpit. I don't want my genitalia on another armpit. That no. That represents like gym and sweatiness to me. And I'm okay with a little sweatiness, but I, I, I think I'm there with you. I don't know about armpits. Cause, and also, what if they're wearing deodorant? That that kind of, oh. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever licked an armpit no, by no, mistake? No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I've licked the edge of an armpit by mistake and they had DO on. It just kind of uh, uh, dries everything. Oh, it does indeed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I'm all for like, very interesting ways to play, but uh, armpit is not an area I find sexy. <laughs> I don't even know what that would, you know, and I dig it. It's on the list because somebody digs it, right? Right. I just don't know what. True. Because you've said, I mean, there's this this difference between, um, you've said like, you know, if I come back from the gym or something, oh, yeah. or I've got the musky scent going and all that. I, I like it. But but there's the I've been working from home for a week, so showers are optional <laughs> things. That's not That's quite. Not, no, no. When we decide to uh, uh, play around, showers are definite. Yes. Okay. Armpit sex uh, works for some people. Don one or two. Two. Arm and leg sleeves. Arm and leg sleeves. Arm oh. binders. You know, I love the idea of them. And I can remember when we first got together, someone showed me some arm sleeves and I was all excited about it because I love bondage. I have also gotten so claustrophobic as I've gotten older that uh, it kind of freaks me out. So if you, so um, when we do like the saran wrap mm-hmm. and you bind my legs and my arms, totally freaks me out. But I also like fear play. So how's that for, oh, very hot. Oh, freaks me the fuck out. Oh, wait, I like fear. So, eh, yes. <laughs> how's that for external processing? That's great external <laughs> processing. Slave Bunny, has the uh, the saran wrap wrapping puppy up come and gone from the West Coast already? Or is that still a thing there? <laughs> the, the what? Wrapping people up with saran wrap or um, what is the other stuff that we have? Bondage tape. and. Seen that at a um, party for newer folks as one of the booths, but I don't know if it was ever a huge thing. Oh, so I, I'm not sure. I saw it at one party. I, I suck at rope bondage, so give me anything like saran wrap, anything else, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I love that shit. Hey, <laughs> um, right, Don. Oh, am I going to ask you number one? Yes, it is under animal rolls. It's not animal rolls. I like animal cookies. Oh, the one right under it? I didn't know it was called that. Me neither. Arabian nipple techniques, twist, pulls, or tugs. Do you like receiving it? 
Nut. Can? Nut. <laughs> I Nut. knew that. What about giving it? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes, I know. I'm so I've glad. I've never heard that. It's, I, you're right. I've never heard it called Arabian... Nipple techniques. Arabian nipple techniques. Which is twist pulls and tugs of the nipples. Okay. Well, you can like call it. it whatever you want, but it's nipple play, and yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nipple play, nipple torture, it's all good. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Chip the Tentacle guy's been busy. Oh, but he did mention the other day, uh, we were talking about ways that you can connect with your partners mm-hmm. during a time of social distancing. Uh, he mentioned, and he calls it the microscopic assassin, uh, he said one of the ways you can connect with people is through things like Second Life and World of Warcraft. That's true. And, and you and I just went through another phase of World of Warcraft, but it burned out really fairly well, quickly after a couple of months. burned out. We were playing with friends, and, and it kind of burned out. We were doing nothing but grinding. and um, But then we started with Seven Days to Die. Yeah. And I'm still enjoying that, but now we've moved on to... Space engineers? I've moved on to space You've engineers. You've moved on to space think... engineers and drugged some of us with you. Yes. So it's too technical for me. So I mine rocks. But, but that's a good point, though, right? <laughs> We've got our uh, our friends, uh, Master Brenda and Slave Arcane. They've been like, well. Oh, we who's... just taught them how to do Minecraft. Yeah, so... so that we'll be able to jump online, play a game with them, and chat in the background, right? Or the Jackbox TV. Absolutely. Another that one. Too. That's another game that we can play. So a lot, of, a lot of online gaming is a great way to interact. We're actually going to try... Uh, Slave Bunny here at the here at the space. Apparently, a lot of kinky people are also geeky people. Mm-hmm. So one of the most popular mm-hmm. events we have is kinky and geeky, where for the first half of the night it's about eighty people playing board games, and the second half of the night is sixty people playing in the dungeon area. While the rest of us are playing board games, still continue <laughs> to play board games. Yes, because we're that's so, really cool. We yeah. have something similar here as well. I think uh, I find that there's a correlation between people that like board games, video games, Renaissance fairs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and people that are kinky, poly, any kind of alternative. Maybe those types of folks that like those things are just more open in general. I'm not sure, but I do see a correlation. There does seem to be a correlation. So, and yeah, so we're going to try. We're going to try to do a virtual kinky and geeky. It's going to be mostly geeky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then some of us are using um, Discord to stay in touch and Zoom and things like that. So um, lots of online options Oh, right and the, the other one that we're doing is Roll20, which is another oh, way yeah. you can play games online. Yep. Because um, tomorrow night we're going to be tabletopping and we'll be using, what's it called? It's Roll20, Roll20 yep. right? And we'll be doing that. And um, most of our poly partners are on their plan as well. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, uh, Chip also mentions that no matter, remember, no matter how bad you think you have it, speaking about the quarantine, someone is quarantined with your ex. Which I totally, Dan and I were sitting next to each other on the computer. And the first time I saw that meme was that, you know, uh, uh, someone is quarantined with your ex. It was Dan's ex-wife that posted it on Facebook. <laughs> so I busted out laughing because it was his ex that, that mentioned that. And I wrote back and I said, hey, 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 I happen to like being quarantined with your ex. Right, right. And she's like, oh, you're just weird. So you know, so it's Fair. okay. <laughs> but yes, but someone's quarantined with my ex. And, but, <laughs> and, and as I mentioned, Don, you're a great quarantine buddy. So it uh, looks like somebody yeah. sent you some tentacles. Um, oh, my God. I can always tell when there's a new tentacle product out. And um, this time, and it's, it's awesome because I don't have to go look for them. And everybody lets me know about it. And this one is a plush tentacle body pillow. So um, Dolly and um, 
Vitro Kitten and Tinkster and Shayla. So all of them in different medias. Some sent it to me through Facebook, FetLife, Instagram. So, but a plush tentacle body pillow. I may have to get that. Chip also sent me some really cute cookies on really cute boobs. They were. And he also sent me an octopus-shaped lamp. You're lucky our new condo oh is God. not all octopus. <laughs> and then he sent this incredibly fucked up turkey squid crab turducken thing. Oh, it, that I don't think I could eat it. <laughs> I like chicken. I like calamari. I don't want them shoving mm. up in all up in each other. Yeah, no. So, mm. and then and Samwall sent me. Um, it was an orange octopus headdress. It was really really cool, though it had a. Uh, a skull on it as well. So it was kind of like the front of it was a skull and everything else about it was octopus tentacles. So that was kind of cool. Oh my God. And weren't we just watching um, Harley Quinn? Yeah. And there was a tentacle monster. Yes, on it. And then Big D Dawn, I call her Big D Dawn because she's Big D Dawn here at the space and I'm Little D Dawn. Oh, okay. So not to be confused with Big D. So this is Big D Dawn. Um, she has a friend making under an undersea garden right now while she's in lockdown. So she, I don't know what she's using, what media it is. It's, it's like a, some sort of clay, but um, Big D Dawn sent me a picture of the octopus that's going to be under there. And then another member of the space that just moved to Hawaii, she's actually a diver and sent us a picture uh, yeah. of the octopus that had hitched a ride on her tank. Right. So that was kind of cool. So it's just kind of neat because people see octopuses now and I get all kinds of pictures and it's just... Really neat. And and as you mentioned, right, um, I don't know, Slave Bunny, I don't know if you've been binge watching anything using this opportunity of, well, I call it an opportunity of being in the quarantine thing to catch up on television or any of that junk. Uh, Don and I have a huge list of television shows that we're going to watch one day that we never watch because we don't watch television. We play board games instead. But um, lately I've been watching the Harley Quinn. Do, do you have you been catching up on anything, Slave Bunny? Let's see. Have you seen Lego Masters? Uh, the host Will Arnett. I have not. No. I love Will Arnett. I love Will Arnett. Lego That's Masters. A, it's really creative and awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, let's see. So we recently started Desperate Housewives as a zone out show. And then um, I've been watching Good Girls, which I didn't think much of it before watching it. it I thought it was just going to be a zone out show. It's really, really, really good. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. I'm really excited because Riverdale, again, kind of a zone-out show, kind of goes off the rails sometimes. Um, but they're doing a Hedwig version, Hedwig episode that's coming out this week, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with that movie? I am. So. Okay. I love it. And so I'm excited to see that. Nothing nothing super noteworthy. Um, we watch a lot of Beat Bobby Flay and Chopped as well. Uh, like the cooking shows, the cooking. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. We love to cook, so uh, nothing that nothing that's really grabbed us lately, unfortunately. See, but except Lego Masters, Lego Masters is really good. Dawn really digs those zone out shows, which I don't get. But she likes to have a TV show on the background that she can ignore while she's doing other things. But lately, I found Dexter, and I know it's older, but I just found it, and I cannot sew while that is on. And I was watching Good Girls. I cannot sew while those are on because I get absolutely nothing done. You're watching the show. They're so good. I'm watching the show. I told Dan I'm spending most of my time with sewing in my hand, staring up at the TV. So so I ended up just— Those are both really good. Yeah, so I ended up just— putting down my projects and sitting there and watching the show. And that is just so foreign to me. 
But uh, good mm-hmm. stuff. Throw- yeah, that's good. Have you watched Breaking Bad? I have watched, I watched three or so episodes and then lost track and forgot all about it. I should probably go back to everybody. I was actually looking at a comparison of um, when somebody get on there and they, they showed all the different episodes of the Simpsons. And so you could try and determine when it jumped the shark, when it got bad, you see the good ones and the Mm -hmm. bad ones and all that. Uh, They did the same thing for breaking bad and none of them were considered bad. Hmm. I mean like good, good, very good and great. And most of them very good or better. So maybe we should try that. It's fantastic. And Dawn, if you haven't seen it, if you like good girls, Mm -hmm. good girls reminds me of the housewife edition of breaking bad. Okay. So I may have to get, I may have to give that a try. I know I started watching a killing Eve last night. So I watched the first episode of that. I got to wait and see. Cause everybody said, if I like Dexter, I'll like killing Eve. So I got to wait to see if I can invest it in the characters or not. People that are listening to the podcast yeah. for go the first time are like, are, are like, like why the hell? Where, where'd you go? <laughs> Where all this, where's the Kiki TV shows? But hey, on? we're quarantined. We need to know what to watch. We're not usually TV totally. watchers. I agree. I agree. Uh, lately we have been doing absolutely not much on the old Instagram. Is that true? No, no. I actually added notes because we put a picture of your motorcycle. Oh, good point. Put a picture of my sewing, though it does look like I'm watching TV instead of sewing. And then, um, <laughs> the last board game or one of the board games, cause we started playing Mystic Veil and I think that's what we yes. put a picture of on, on the old Instagram. So, I mean, I'm not able to do, usually I put pictures of the floggers that I'm making and stuff and I can't get out to Arcane's and cause they're, they're self quarantined. So, I'm not allowed out there, which is fine because we're quarantined. So I'm, I'm not woodworking. I'm not leather cutting. I'm not yeah. anything like that. But I am sewing some hell out of some hooded aftercare blankets and getting ready to start on the flogger rolls. Yep. So. The um, and, and for other fellow board game fanatics, if you know the game Terraforming Mars, you know it's this big four-hour game. Dawn We've been playing I, a lot of that. We've been playing a fair amount of it, and we continue to have these games that end up with uh, two or three-point spread where it's like, you have beat me the last four times I wasn't by gonna two that. points. I thought you won one of those. Not Terraforming Mars. I oh, it's not. Mystic Veil. Mystic Veil. Mystic Veil is the one that I won. But uh, you called up and beat me on the second one. But that's okay. We get to play our board games. So I'm. I'm. It's Ascension next. I think. Right? Uh, and yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, new subscribers to the newsletter include. And I did, and it's Catherine from Michigan, and I did just put out a newsletter. So. Oh, that was, you know, and I'm surprised we didn't put anything on there about this, but uh, you just sent out a newsletter that pretty much said, hey, I hope everybody's doing okay. If you're not doing okay, reach out to us. And I did. And a few people reached out to us. Nice. And that yeah. was nice to just check in with people and, you know, some listeners and just see how they're doing. And so if you guys got to the um, the newsletter or if you didn't, I mean, write us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com and let us know how you're doing. Reach out and yeah, check absolutely. in. And, you know, we'd love to hear what people are doing to keep themselves occupied. Or if you're a frontliner, you know, what you're doing to take care of yourself and, and things like that. So um, get your EA shout out. Head over to the eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head on over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, Zoom calls, and more. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Bye, Slave Slave Bunny. Bunny.